You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Low Winter Sun After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Low Winter Sun After Show. Mm. Feel that uh. sexy Detroit groove. Wow. Yeah, I know. Starting with a mmm. That's how you start a Detroit show. It's how you start the Low Winter Sun After Show. Hey, everybody. We, uh, being as we're doing, we are here doing another Low Winter Sun After Show. This is episode 106, The Way Things Are. I am Matt Lieberman. And joining me on the panel, as always, is the fantastic and hilarious Miss Oriana Leo. Hello there. And the awesome and super talented Steph Z. What's up? And we have a very special guest with us this week. Sprague Graydon is on the show. Hi. Maya, Maya, Maya. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for being here. This is awesome to have you. Oh, no, it's great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, So let's jump right into the episode. Uh, So a lot of stuff happened. We got some big reveals on the Frank and Katya front. Uh, The case has now, like, is progressed to, like, kind of a tipping point as our criminal underworld side and our cop side start to blur in a big, big way. And I think it's going to all boil over starting next week. But I want to start talking about uh, Frank and Katya. We open in this kind of, like, weird, quasi-dirty real-world house. Loretta's right. Lair. Loretta's Lair. Sasha. Where uh, cheap Eastern European prostitutes uh, live their lives entirely on webcam, and it's kind of gross, uh, yeah. and men watch them pee. Yeah. And then Frank finds Katya's webcam, and she wigs out. Yeah. And pretends not to hear him, and shuts it down. And we're all like, what? <laughs> Which was actually, she kind of did it pretty well, though. Like, I don't... It was, like, it was he, smooth. He knew it was kind of messed up, but, like, he kind of was like, what happened? Like, it was, she kind of, not that she thought he would find her, but I feel like she was a little bit prepared. Like, maybe that's happened before. Yeah. Well, I'm sure she's had stalkers before. Yeah. I was definitely convinced that she didn't want to be found by Frank because of her safety. Yeah. At that moment. Absolutely. Me too. Lies. Well, You'd never trust a hooker. Well, but at the same or time... Or a cop. <laughs> but if you're living in, like, that kind of environment, right? You know, you have to, you have to think that they're watching you all the time, and they're not going to be happy if, you know, some guy is hassling you who knows you personally uh, on the webcam. Not just that, but with Joe saying, if you ever speak to Frank... Yeah. I'll kill you. I'll kill well, you. Well, clearly there's something else going on that we figure out later. But if you think about it, if if I was a hooker, and I'm not, but if I was a hooker and, okay. and there was some <laughs> connection with someone. Sure. And they were trying to find me, I feel like I would try and get out of my situation. So it's very clear. Like, as soon as that happened, I felt like it was very clear. That there so was wait, if the you were a hooker, speaking. you'd be a hooker with a heart of gold? 
I do have is a hard saying? Or would you just be a very careful hooker who made no attachments to right. anyone at all? Yeah. I, that, no, I think she did get attached to everyone and, like, want to save them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a question. Should I, should I tell the universe that I know you yeah, pretty yeah. well? <laughs> just FYI, me and Sprague have been best friends for, like, seven years. Yeah. A uh, real quick story. It started out we met at Venice Beach. And she told me she wanted to adopt me. I did. She was like, I'm going to adopt you. Were you that cute? She was. Was. adorable. Yeah. Well, what happened? There's not a lot of cool chicks in LA. When you find a cool chick, you're like, nah, I'm going to feed you. You're like, mine. Yep. Hold on. Let me feed you and clothe you and, Brand you you with my initials. That totally happened. So I was kind of stoked. And I was like, sweet. Met these two new girls. They're my crew. Little did I know that they were both actors. And it was pilot season. So when they said they were going to adopt me... We met, like, in May. (laughs) It was, like, like December. It was, like, two, three weeks. And I was like, dude, what happened? What happened to my adopted And then I... And then I... They really adopted me. And then the papers went through when I was adopted. Yeah. (laughs) That's what happened. It was a proud day for all of us. Yes. (laughs) Um... I just want... I have a real quick question. Do you think that Katya ever expected Frank to find her? I think she would... I mean, it's hard to... It's hard to... I think she thought he would look... I mean, she had to assume he would look, but yes. I, I think she was genuinely shocked I that he so found too. her. I don't think so. I, I'm not. I'm not sure she thought that. And this is not like from insider perspective no. into the future of the show. Just, I'm. I'm actually not sure she thought that he could even conceive of her not being dead. I'm pretty sure. She after that moment with Joe and Windsor that it was like okay I'm dead everyone I'm knows dead. I'm dead everyone right? I think that I don't know if he she that's a he good would point that is a good yeah. point it's a very good point but as we find out later uh, Katya is not even her real name and Frank was a mark he totally got suckered in by this fake love affair he doesn't know a thing about Hooker. her Hooker. <laughs> Let's just all look right into the camera. I, dirty, dirty I, I refuse to to put all the hookers down. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> that just seems mean. I'm just. She's I'm, a working girl and she's a professional. Okay, okay, okay. And she's, she's very lovely and she's very, very good at her job. She's gonna right. You know, is someone gonna get get mad at us for being good hosts? No. If for some <laughs> reason they don't like the after show, yes, they do. That happens. So I that have a question for time. you. When you're saying that Frank was a mark, yeah, are we saying that Katya was part? Uh, her name allegedly being Katya, we don't even know what it is. Was that? A setup from the get go that he kind of fell in love with her, and that was part of oh, it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're saying how it. deep are we yeah. going we go, here? I think how deep is the here, yeah, conspiracy? Here's, here's where I th- think it is. I Joe. think I don't think that uh, Joe and potentially Brendan named her Katya. I think that that was the name she was going working under at the time when they met her. Do I think that Joe potentially uh, got her to seduce Frank in the first place? I'm, I'm leaning that way. Okay. Yeah. You know, unless it was but Brendan. But something went wrong. I feel like there was a plan there for that mm-hmm. all to happen, but something went wrong because I feel like the plan started with Joe and Brendan. And in that plan, clearly Brendan wouldn't be like, okay, and I'm going to wind up dead and you're going to kill me. <laughs> no, right. no, but, but what would Brendan get out of... <laughs> what would Brendan get out of Frank, of Frank being caught, li- like, living this lie with this prostitute? Well, but... Uh, Apparently, the IA guy, Boyd, mm-hmm. was, Brendan's partner was... Was you know, Joe. Was 
No, no, no. Before before that, the other guy with Brendan wasn't that the guy that got killed first was also a what's that person? An or, informant. He was a yeah, CI. So therefore, he probably told Brendan that there was something going on that they were looking at Joe as well, so they decided then to pin it on Frank. Interesting. Oh, that's quite interesting. Oh, and to make muddy his uh his jacket a little bit. Yeah. Have him be sleeping with a hooker right. and then kill Anton Bobek at the hooker's apartment, and that would totally frame him in a pretty convincing oh. way. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Steph Z, I think you just cracked something major. I'm... All coming from out. the hooker with the heart of gold. Aww. Am I wrong, this is, Frank? I'm not going to say anything, but you guys could have warned me that, like, you're really smart and plan things out ahead of time. Like, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm supposed to sit here like this... No, we want you to join. No, no, I don't. But as a a viewer, as a viewer, though, like you, you, we had the pleasure of viewing tonight's episode with you. Yeah, so you get to watch it as a viewer and see what the viewer might think or put together. Definitely, I know. I I definitely know that when we were shooting it, and I could definitely feel it um, in the last couple episodes that it's starting to completely come together and and getting more and more and more intriguing. And I want to know people's motivations more and more and more. And um, I felt that when the scripts were coming, but I I, I can't tell you. (laughs) I know it's hard because, you know, but I feel like too, like even as much as in the beginning, the way you open this up, that things are getting blurry. I feel like they're getting blurry, but only because they're like focusing in on like, you're at the doctor and it's like, is one better or two, Mm. one or two. So you're seeing better and better through the blur. Totally. So. Well, as we were saying last week, and I think that this episode kind of continues the streak of, you know, there's so much to unpack from that pilot, and we're just getting little bits and pieces, little bits and pieces every week so that we know everything that's going on, we can see the entire playing field and every piece that's on it, so that when those pieces start to move, mm-hmm. they can move in rapid succession from here to the end of the season. Yeah. And this very much felt like the ramp up to this big kind of explosion right. of activity you know, we've got, uh, and we'll talk about it more later, we've got Skilos taking the international from Damon and Maya. We yeah. have Damon, Rough. Damon's Damon. face on a page Frank is looking at, okay? Like, it's 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 all coming together. Danny not really sure which way is up with all these facts, and now Frank's getting involved with her, but he totally blows it because he's a jerk who <laughs> used her to, because he was feeling because bad he about himself. With hookers. <sighs> yeah, he's got I, some I problems. love that that everyone has such an amazing crush on Athena because I have a crush on Athena because she's such an amazing person, and I think that comes across on her character. Totally, totally does, and because she's she's beautiful, but she's also very smart. Like yeah, she she's, she's gonna fu- she's, she's gonna smart be- in real life. She speaks yeah. multiple languages, and she's very worldly and global, and she's an amazing person. Yeah. So if we brought her she's on the show, be the would she make that- us look bad? <laughs> she made me look bad in coffee shops. <laughs> I was just like, I'd be like, yeah, but she's my friend. Look, she's so cool. That's I, I, she's 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 figuring it out. Yeah, with that witness at the end, I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but she's she's going to be the first one to figure it out. I think. Oh, totally. The but, one thing I wanted to mention before we move forward is yeah. that Sprague, you mentioned something that I think the viewers could could utilize in their sort of box of information to unpack this this um, story is that the whole season is is about like 10 days in That's time. That's definitely true. The whole season takes place, I mean, I don't want to give out too much information sure. about what happens in the next couple episodes, but 
I think it's about a two-week period. So if you think about it, that this episode is the next day after our beloved Michael has just died unceremoniously in the back of R. the R. calendar. Michael. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Up there. James Harvey Ward was a fabulous guest last weekend. We but missed him very much when he was gone. I'm mm. sure. But knowing that, for me, changes it a little bit. Yeah. Knowing that this is a succession of days, that this amount of explosive activity of killing and robbing and has all just happened... Yeah. In just a matter of days. Everybody's raw. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. And I think as from here out, all the characters start to have a certain wear and tear about them that is physicalized in different ways. If they, they didn't already. Um, if they didn't already. Because Frank looked horrible in the Everybody yeah. looks tired on this show, except for Athena, most of the time. <laughs> Well, well, she's got a really nice condo. Yeah. I mean, she sleeps really well. Did you guys see the granite countertops? Yeah, that's pretty the nice. The right? It had a black a backsplash. Yeah. All right? Uh, really? For Detroit, I'm going to say top, at least top 5% of apartments. Top Probably higher. There's some, there's some pretty badass lofts like that. But yeah. is that is that important, do we think? The fact that, I mean, she's making the same salary as everyone else. and, and no, her, she comes like, from a background. Come from, right, but yeah. is, does that play? Like, what is I, that? I will say our production designer, Ruth, um, is a freaking genius. And every environment that you see, if, if you're intrigued in that way by that kind of art, if you go back and you look and you still the environment and really look around, like, say, Damon and Maya's house, Really look at their neighborhood. Really look at their apartment, uh, their house, their bedroom, um, the international, the cops, and each place that you find everyone lives. It's it's incredibly diverse and incredibly specific to character. Yeah, um, and like, nothing is on accident. Absolutely nothing. And Ruth is literally a genius. I mean, our house that Damon and Maya live in and is in a very Oh my unique, god, your small... bed. Your bed. I know. <laughs> the bed. Okay. But it's in a, it's in this weird like suburban cul-de-sac in the middle of insanity that's actually really beautiful and well kept and this community sticks by each other and they all take care of themselves and take care of each other really in that right. small community and the all of Detroit knows that neighborhood for that reason and it's very interesting that Damon and Maya have this life at the international and um they clearly like to have you know a wildness to everything they do but there is also this sense of like stability and domesticity in their own world and right. that they protect each other um and Danny has everything in her apartment's very meticulous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it looks clean. like an OCD and kind of apartment. It does yeah. very high end and and everything's in its place. Well, she's yeah. she's book smart. Her type of intelligence, you know, it, it come it like comes from a, a more affluent background. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not just book smart. It's the right books, the right teachers, mm-hmm. the tutors. Like to me, you know, she's she's going to law school. She's gonna get into the FBI. She she got a leg up that most of the other characters on this show could only dream of. Do you know right. what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah, it, what Frank could be capable of if he had had her resources growing up. If he had up. had parents. If he had had parents, period. Definitely. You know, yeah. you, you wouldn't see him in that precinct. You'd see him get farther in yeah. society. Mm. I think yeah, our bed had a mirrored headboard. Yeah, I know. Saying. It was, it was fantastic. It had like a red velvety... Uh, <laughs> It I was totally didn't notice that. I texted Ruth the oh day I got God. there, and I was like, I love Maya's bed. It's, it's amazing. It's beautiful, That's but awful. it's also gross. It's so awful. It's so gross. It's great. I love that they have a gross bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's they just, have a hot bed. Yeah, well, I mean, but it's just like, 
to me, them as characters, they they buy into, or at least Damon does, and I think I think no, Maya Ma- does for sure. I think uh, yeah, but they buy into kind of Suburban like stupid power. opulence. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like Flash, empty Flash. You know, because it, damn it, life needs some excitement, mm-hmm. and there just isn't enough to be had when every day is just kind of depressing. Um, just ordering hits on Papa T and stuff, no big deal. Yeah. You know, you just need something to break up well, I think the monotony. Also, that kind of stuff is also very new in their yeah, um, in it's their an, world. It's, it's an kind of evolution like a, of their relationship. It looks like a Bonnie is to me. It comes off as a Bonnie and Clyde evolution of like we're badasses. We yeah. we're, we know it. We love each other. We're hot. Let's go have sex. They're, <laughs> oh no, honestly, I don't know that. I don't feel that Damon thinks. Well, he might think, but he doesn't know he's a badass. He comes off very. Uh, confused or insecure about what he's doing, and Maya, you run the show. Well, yeah. you're, you're telling like, him he's you a badass. Make the shots. Like you're way much more of a stronger character. Oh than yeah. Him, well, you you Lady Macbeth him hardcore. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't say like you're like evil or like a super mastermind, but you have the brain that he doesn't have. He's like a big bundle of wants. He wants things so badly. There's a great saying where you know the man is the head of the relationship and the woman is the neck. Yeah. I feel like Maya knows that acutely. That's 100% their relationship because she just points him where he needs to go and go. she just she pushes yep. it down. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? She picks it up, she puts it down, she turns it whatever She's way. She's running the show, but he's going to be the one in front. And we're going to yeah. talk a lot more about yes. that relationship because I find it so fascinating further on, but I just want to get through this case stuff. Oh, yeah, sorry. I it's got okay. distracted with the bed. No, you're allowed. <laughs> yeah. You're allowed. It's okay. So, uh, we've got we've got Danny... Yeah. And Frank stumbles in after he discovers that he's been that he's been had and he is pissed drunk. He's been gone for a day and a half apparently. Yeah. Um I mean he went to, to go find Katya. Yeah. yeah, to find her. He comes back, he's drunk as hell right. and Damn it! She should not have let him in. The door. I was thinking he was like a vampire. Like, gonna... don't invite him in, and he won't come in. Like, yeah. just say no. Just say no. She, I know. It's the nose. But, like, it's like it's that thing where nose. you you like somebody so much, you want them so badly that you're trying to look past the fact that this isn't how you wanted it, and you're trying to reshape it and potentially make it that thing that you want. She wants the real kiss and the real affection that got you know, rebuffed yeah, a couple days ago. It's so funny, too, because we were literally just picking apart her place and how she's smart and how she's strong and all this stuff, but come t- come Frank rolling up at the Rookie door. Rookie mistake. She, yeah. She tap, totally tap, tap. All just like It, it a, shows a weakness. It really does. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, too, now that we see where it's going and what she's finding out at the end, like, if she would have not, if she would have made a different choice and not slept with him, she'd wind up having a lot more power in the end. Also, Joe clearly sees this weakness from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Right? He's, he's already has... He already has her... His target, his sights on her. Yeah. This whole... This whole plan that he has, the sociopath... Well, let's you know. let's talk about this discussion that they have, right? Where he's trying to make it sound like Frank is the one who's been leering at her. Uh, you know, that he's, that he's into her. Everyone can see it. And this is just how cop relationships go. I think he very much wants them to hook up. Yep. Well, he, he just he late he lines all the dominoes up so that they mm-hmm. can fall the way he wants them to, well, and that's how he's been doing it the whole time. Don't you he think? also might want them to hook up because then if she finds something out, of course he can play that card to like to pin more stuff on Frank, maybe, so that she can't. Maybe Danny is the new Katya, like the new play. 
Well, I mean, Volkatia was conscious of it. Like, I think he wants it to happen because it'll ultimately weaken weaken Danny's case against them. And it'll make her emotional and more likely to make mistakes. Right. Right. And if if something comes across where Joe brings some evidence on Frank and she's like, no, that can't be. He can be like, well, you're saying that because you like him. Like, you're clouded. You know what I mean? He's trying to give discredit her opinion or her findings. Yeah, he's trying to ruin her integrity because yeah. as of right now she's the only member of the department with any integrity. Right. So Pretty far. Much. But you know we did see that he did, Joe did something right by yes, his daughter. that's true. And I was impressed by that, that like yeah. maybe he has a shred of goodness, even if it's just to just to show that his ex-wife, that he can be a better dad. Well, I don't know what the here's, real motivation is. Here's the thing, is. right? So he's a, defout, he's a devout Catholic. He's a devout Catholic. He believes in heaven and hell. I think he's already, he, in his mind, he was condemned to hell probably a few years ago. There's No, no matter how much confession, it ain't going to change it. He's already doomed. He's but, one, one foot in. Yeah, he's one, he's <laughs> one foot in and he's just waiting for the push, the push all the way down. But his daughter still has a shot. And that, that moment where he confesses right there in the room, while it's self-effacing and it's kind of a beautiful moment where he's like, you know, I've failed this child, but she's better than I will. She's a better person than I, I have ever been. Yeah. It's also a little manipulative. Mm-hmm. Uh, both on the father and on the, on the daughter. Because she just hates his guts. And, like, to hear him say that, I'm wondering how calculated a move that was or whether or not it was really a plea. I'm sure it was calculated in some sense, in some way, shape, or form, but I feel like she believes it for a second. Oh, totally. She totally believes it's it. Not she something... has that moment, but yeah. but I don't know, like, and then he's got the check ready, so he knew what what the, re- like, he knew he was manipulating a situation to get a result and that he was going to get it. Yeah. No, it's, it's, she's probably never heard anything that genuine sounding that's positive coming from his mouth. And she buys it because it's not, it's knocking himself down a peg, too. Right. You know, and who wouldn't want to buy that? I mean, when someone, your parent does something nice and wonderful for you, and you've only wanted their affection, totally. you know, yeah. even if it's suspect, even if she's suspect, uh, suspicious about the money, yeah, no matter she's how, still gonna take it. No matter how much anger she has toward her father, she still wants his approval and his love, and that's really the main reason why she's been acting out because mm-hmm. he's been so absent and you know so selfish, right? Um, but it was like that's the thing that I love about this show is. No one is firmly black or white. Everyone is always in a shade of gray. We're always revealing new elements about people, and we can't entirely condemn Joe despite all of the damage that he's doing. He's not entirely a terrible person, but he is a survivor, Mm -hmm. and he's going to get out from under this weight that Brendan left him with, no matter what, no matter who has to go down for it. Sure. Because if he's going to hell, he's going to enjoy the life that he has left. All right, so we're going we're going to uh, move on to the Damon Maya aspect of the story, but real quick, I just want to talk about iTunes, guys. Thank you so much for keeping us in the top ten downloads for the sixth week in a Woo-hoo! row. We love Woo-hoo! you guys. Yes, <laughs> we we love our we love our listeners. We love our viewers. Uh, but one thing that you can do to help us continue to give you great shows and great guests like Sprague and Nicola and James, who three in one week, come on. We're amazing. Yeah. Let's face it. Let's Go face team. Uh, back, Pat. Uh, <laughs> one way to keep us in the top ten and to keep us getting such great guests is to rate and comment on iTunes. If you can give us some five-star ratings, it helps with our search engine optimization and other great computer things that I don't quite understand but are very, very important. I'll be your very, friend very on Twitter important. if you rate us. <laughs> 
Miss Oriana Leo will be your friend on Twitter <laughs> if you rate us. Uh, we also love tweets and YouTube comments, so keep them coming. We love having this conversation with you guys. We love this show, and we love talking to you about it. Okay. Word. Let's, word. I stole yeah. your word. I, li- I word. like that you're taking word. I like it. It's <laughs> There's uh, this whole side of the tables, buddy, buddy, and I'm just some. I I, I want to say word. I'm, I'm I've, your buddy, man. You're my buddy. I am. She's gonna, word. She's gonna. All right, word. <laughs> That's word. right, Sprig. We're gonna. Dude, yeah. Oh, they're fist bumping. I know how to. I know how to pull this stuff. All it's right. Cool. Cool. It's cool. Cool. Word. All word. right. <laughs> so, in the after, <laughs> in the aftermath, yeah. settle. In the aftermath <laughs> of the tragic shooting last week at uh, uh, yes. at the abandoned, right? Uh, Michael is dead. So sad. The body has been abandoned. We don't even know where. We don't even know where. Oh, bo- we all yeah, that we do know. The homeless lady said <laughs> uh-huh. that there was a found a body, right? Homeless lady. Did anyone catch that? Mm-mm. Danny Khalil had talked to a homeless lady. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Crazy homeless lady saw some body or something. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Damon's trying to clean out the car. Mm -hmm. He's like on the verge of tears, and I'm like, and you and you tell him that he can't be crying, he can't be sad, a little bit that he has to. It had to be done. It had to be done. It's okay. Yeah, I think it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Ooh, she she doesn't say it's not your fault. Right. She says. Things had to be done, and she says, this is the position we're in now. And, you know, basically what he says to her is honestly what Maya says to him in about episode three. We should have been ten steps ahead. Yeah. And now he's realizing it. And, you know, Maya's Maya's not really one to wallow. She's going to survive. I mean, that's the biggest force in her life is survival. And she doesn't absolve him of blame in that conversation at least I feel yeah um but she does say this is what happened and we're moving on she, but she also does recognize the fact that nobody else was stepping up to be the leader in these situations and he did and that does take you know it takes balls and it it took guts to do it and I felt like Damon was um taking responsibility yeah and he was. but then Maya kind of comes back and says no it wasn't all you. Yeah. And, and right. kind of reinforces it a little bit because I really feel like Maya is the neck. Maya is propping him right. up as the one with the complaining. Right. That's the, the thing. one, the she, leader. Right. She's saying it wasn't all you, but there isn't all, she, but she also doesn't look at him and go like, no, this is totally yeah. not your fault. Right. You're fine. No. Because there is a part of it where she's like, yeah, now you've been, you're finally listening to me, you know? Yeah. I don't think that's my fault. I don't think it is either. Party foul. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so that's what we say at work. Matt just got called out by our guests. Amazing. Um, anyway, uh, it's cool. That's cool. It's just that's what we say at work when a phone goes off. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a complicated cat and mouse game that they even have with each other. I do think that they're best friends, and that was a a character choice. Yeah. Um, but they are best friends that are in a completely new situation than anything they've been in before. Yeah. You know? I think that part of what you were doing is kind of getting him back in the game. Because if he's yes. wallowing, he's not going to be able to act. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in the the situation that you're in is just so perilous that he needs to be able to jump at a moment's notice. And there's, you know, in episode five, there's, there's a moment where Maya breaks down in the car mm-hmm. very briefly. Mm-hmm. When... Even, you know, Damon's not breaking down. And it's almost like she processed it 
in the car and processed what was going on, and he's processing it after the car. So it's watching how they both deal with those situations, I think, is pretty fascinating. Which, yeah, I think it is fascinating in the sense where it's like you flip-flopped. Yeah. Because if you were both processing in the car, it could have been chaotic. It would have been, yeah. Or if you both didn't and afterwards, do you know what I mean? It was like, he was strong when you were weak, and then when he's weak, you're strong. Which is kind of, you know, an awesome thing for a relationship. What an amazing marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm just saying. No. There's you slap tub, him, he things. slaps right. back. Oh, yeah, you did you like that? Him? Yeah, we lo- we I really was liked shocked. it. That was so fun, right? freaking yeah. knock him out. I'm like, yeah. you slap him, my best friend. Yeah, yeah Slapped his ass back. I don't know. Well, here's a question. So, like, to me, it felt like a lived-in moment, like this was not the first time he'd gotten a little too rough. I think that they have a physical relationship, especially sexually. Yes. Does Maya like it? A blast. Huh? I think they both kind of like it rough. Um, I think they both... You know, one of our... um, one of our directors, the great Ernest Dickerson, who did our pilot in our second episode, when, you know, the pilot was one of those experiences that was just so incredible and so incredibly bonding. And the crew and the cast and everyone lived in the same hotel instead of separating. Oh, wow. And that was uh, one of our producer's idea, Charles Carroll, who's a genius producer. So we would always meet in the bar after work. We'd always bond and we became such a close-knit group. But one of the things Ernest said to us about the characters in the very beginning is that, here's the thing about Detroit. Everybody's hungry mm. on some level mm-hmm. for something. And respectfully, having lived there for you know a four-month period of time, I do understand what he's saying. There's Detroit is a phenomenal place. And because people are hungry, they are creating amazing things there, amazing restaurants, amazing art. Uh, just amazing communities. There's there's urban gardens popping up everywhere. But there's also that other side to it where it is it is truly what you see in the show. It is right. truly when the characters are driving through areas that are completely abandoned. We didn't do that. Yeah, that's Detroit. And so I think with Damon and Maya, their hunger is never at least for Maya. I can't really speak for Damon, but it's never truly satiated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It gets satiated through sex and through drugs and through drink, but not as much for them. They seem to have, like, kind of monitored their, you know, they're in, a, like, a weird place where they can kind of keep straight. Um, but their relationship is about feeding that hunger in each other. Mm. So that's that's where a lot of that physicality, I believe, also comes from. Yeah. And that passion. Totally. Very well described. Oh, good. <laughs> Glad that made sense. <laughs> You're doing a fantastic job. Yes. Right. Thank you, Stephanie. And you don't have lipstick on your teeth. You're all good. That is good. <laughs> That's my job. Billy Lush used to always tell me, it's right It's right here. It's right here. Um, so Damon goes to see Skilos, and he lays everything out on the table, which yeah. I did not expect. I did not I didn't see expect that coming that either. That was, like, that was a move. Granted, it didn't ultimately work out very well for him, but he's not dead yet. And it, but, like... But it was his only choice, really, yeah, at that point. It was his only play, but he handled it with a level of dignity. I agree. That yeah. I, I did not expect from Damon, because I see him as more of a hothead. He seems like mm-hmm. he's maturing a little bit. Or at least he's been humbled by this experience. But, yeah, by yeah. the de- by Absolutely. death. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And uh, Skilos basically says, look, 
I'm not going to take double taxes on the international. That's not enough. Like you, that might have that might have worked. You know, with I was still you, the only reason why you're on two fees because your father was so uh, obedient. Right. <laughs> but you're not your father. You're more like me. You're not as good as it is me. And I'm gonna show you why. And not just that, but he mentions you think yeah. I didn't know what you were up to all this time. You of idiot. course I did. And yeah. whether we believe Skeelos or not, I believe Skeelos. I believe him when he showed up to the abandoned a few episodes ago. He was showing up to let him know, I know what's up. Uh-huh. I know you're slanging in this place. Mm-hmm. And it's probably mine. It went missing, and then all of a sudden like, you're starting a new yeah. business. Yeah. And people are doing the drugs. It's kind of interesting, too, though, because it's like, you know, before that, Rev and Lowdown, you know, kind of like pulled a fast one on him, and then it ended in death. And then... You know, they retaliate and it ended in death. And now he's going to like the head dude and they're like, ta- it was so crazy to me that they were just sitting there and talking it out. Like his options weren't like, all right, I'm going to take this, this and this, which he winds up taking like material things. But it's like an eye for an eye, two people dead. And then it's like, OK, I'm going to let's now let's talk about it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, right? It, there's a difference between taking money or taking drugs or even taking lives versus taking businesses. And I think that that also kind of goes towards what you're saying about Detroit and being hungry. You know, something that you can build from that can continue to produce over the years, that can continue to grow and and spawn potentially more business. Right. Well, there's a practicality to everything in Detroit. Yeah. Because it's a a real-life place. (laughs) I mean, as, um, you know, there's, there's all these other fabulous sides to it as well, but the other thing, but it is Detroit. The reality of it is, if you leave the Whole Foods, which is fantastic now that it's there, no, it's great, and it's really, they're there as a community builder, and it's, I mean, really, it's amazing, the stuff they do for the community. But you pull out of Whole Foods, which is in the Midtown area, which is where it's packed to 98%, because that's where everyone lives, Sure. and you drive two blocks down, and you're in the Cass Corridor. Mm-hmm. And the Cass Corridor is not where you want to be. No, the Cass Corridor is, I mean, it's, the reality of it is it's completely abandoned and, um, it's where a lot of the criminal activity happens. It's where a lot of the flop houses happen. It's where a lot of, you know, a lot of the drugs are run. And that proximity is something that is incredibly hard to conceive until you're there. Right. Right. And so all that's just, it's just reality. So there's a, there is a practicality, like there's a pride point, but then it becomes, well, how do we, how do we function now? How do we move forward? And I think it's almost like the grown up sitting down and being like, all right, kids, right. you got yeah. out of control. Yeah. You know? And I kind of saw that too with like, Skilos is like, Liz, you know, you silly boys, like with your guns and stuff, yeah. let's sit down, let's talk about this. He's like, it was a bold move to meet me out in public. I respect that. So I'm not going to have you killed. Right. Instead. So- He's going to take your new business. I'm going to take your old business. What was me about taking the old business, about taking the international, it seems more like the international is is Maya's bar. It used Mm -hmm. to be Maya and Sean's bar. And you don't see Reverend Lowdown's wife, significant other. You never see, like, and, and I feel like usually in lots of, like, drugs or mobs or whatever, like, it's usually, like, you don't mess with the family. Yeah. So it's very, like, for me, it was like, but... Technically, you guys are, are are unit in a sense with this, and they're taking something that's technically yours and not Damon's, even though Damon was in charge of the other stuff. Which to me was kind of like, why is why? Well, here's something interesting with that, and this is kind of a question that I've had, sort of about <laughs> that. Means- yeah. 
Sprague is smiling. Yeah. Well, here's, it's just a good question. It's a good question. But here's the thing, right? So I've been wondering what Maya's relationship is with Skelos mm. in the past beyond necessarily, you know, uh, through Damon. It, it seems like he's been kind of lurking around for a while. And if what you're saying kind of sparked me... She, he's not necessarily punishing Damon. He punishes Damon by taking the abandon and giving mm-hmm. it to Reverend Lowdown. But he's punishing you for not keeping your dog in check by taking the international Ooh. a little bit. I'm not sure how that's going to play out, but I tried to get some dirt from Sprague in the screening room about us, her relationship with Skelos, mm-hmm. my, and she wouldn't budge. So. No, I would not. She didn't budge for the record. She is a good cast um, member. Great cast no, member. I will say, I mean, I love, I love this job so much. Um, and I just, I love it. I hope everybody watches it. <laughs> we all love making it. Um, but there is, I, I know that, you know, Detroit itself is a small place. The population has decreased. It, it is starting to increase as well. But, you know, it's way less than a million people now in this massive city. And so all of these relationships are interconnected, mm. which is great because you really see our writers starting to figure that they knew from the beginning, but they, instead of revealing it in the beginning of the show, they're revealing it at the end, all mm-hmm. these long histories that people have together. So, everybody's got a history. Oh. Just say that. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> all right. Dot, dot, dot. But then, the ultimate betrayal comes from Reverend Lowdown's crew, uh, namely that they're giving Damon to Frank as a, as a potential killer of Brendan McCann. Yeah, Lowdown's intense, man. Yeah. yeah. I love him. So he's I love him. He's Anytime he's on... Yeah. yeah. I think he's actually screen. doing a play Is he? in L.A. right now. Um, I believe... I want to say it's at um, Getty. But I'll, I could figure it out, and I will let you all let know. Let us know. I will yeah. tweet it. Because he is. He's an incredible, incredible actor. He and is a wonderful the person. best. Yeah. yeah. He is. I do like how Frank shows... I'm sure there's some other Thai relationship, but he just shows right up. And he just is like, I need to talk to you, and you don't need to bring your boys. Like, and your name is business. Isaiah, not Reverend. Yeah. yeah. Like, I liked that, where he kind of was like, really, give me a break. Long histories. Yeah. Long mm-hmm. histories. Well, and you guys know that Lowdown is actually based on our, a real person that was lived in Detroit for many years. I whose did name not was know Reverend this. Lowdown. Really? Yes. It's a rad name. You know, you know, with that, sure. it's so funny, I literally just wrote down a question that kind of has to do with that. Was there, while you guys were filming this, was there any sense of, you know, the the real people, the, the real people in Detroit that were maybe doing things that you guys were doing in this show, being like, they're over there filming, making money off of um, our life, like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, actually, I I think, you know, in a lot of ways, this show is not a documentary about Detroit, and unfortunately, I think. It should not come across that way, though I can understand why, because especially, like, we're offering insights into parts of Detroit life that haven't been seen before. Um, And I think Detroit's story is amazing and it should be told. It's almost like we're telling, you know, a Shakespearean play in the middle of this incredible setting. So, um, I don't... I I didn't get any... um, bad flack from any of the folks that came and worked on the show. We had um, a lot of locals coming to do background who were great people. Um, and, you know, uh, Sam Bryce, who played Papa T, and Henri, who played AK, they are locals and fantastic actors. Um, so, and uh, the girl who plays Joe's daughter, also a local fantastic, fantastic actress, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they all seem to really enjoy the experience. I hope they've enjoyed watching it. I don't know. You know, I don't think yeah, I'd know yeah. until we went back to really see how people would react to the show. But it is a fictional film noir. And that's what the original was as well. And so it is a heightened circumstance within an incredible location. Right. Yeah. Okay. And James um, last week said something about how it's the natural nature of the show is that it's going to be a little bit exploitative, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, of, of this sort of beautiful disaster that it is Detroit. That's true. Um, because it's a character in the story and you're not going to Whole Foods and filming there because that's not part, that's not the character no. yeah. of but the just, city. But time out, just to be clear too, I, I believe I heard you say this last night when, when we were hanging out. Um, you guys are friends? Wait, you're saying this in public? I don't know. What did I say? Yeah, you said it that, was about my husband. Well, don't talk. I won't. All right. But no. Um, Hi, honey. Like, just because we say Whole Foods and us being in L.A., we think of something. But oh, I yes. feel like the, 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 you said something like the Whole Foods is actually a Whole Foods give back store. So yeah, it's, it's a very cheap it's, store. It's, it's, it's well, like, it's not cheap. It's not, it's, it's not cheap. It's not like a give back store. Like, it's not like a charity. I don't want to throw it out there. It's a charity situation. But what it is, I will say, coming from L.A., I don't shop at Whole Foods in L.A. I don't I'm even. sorry. Yeah. I can't afford it. Yeah. Even like, I mean, I probably can, but it, it just it's is not insane worth it. to me how much. So I'll go in for specific things. Great, you know, meats, great fish, things like that. So for people that are around the you, country that don't know what Whole Foods is, should we tell them? It's a very, very high end natural food store. Thank you. Um, however, you know, so I do a lot of the Trader Joe's. Uh, but in Detroit, I went to the Whole Foods. There were sales everywhere. And then slowly over time, some of those sales came down. But I noticed even when I was buying things that weren't sale, I was still spending easily two-thirds of what I would spend in L.A. on the same thing. So it's subsidized. As I was walking out, I asked one of the um, checkout girls. and, And Whole Foods itself has made a massive step towards being part of the community in Detroit and giving back. And wanting to hear what everyone in Detroit was saying and selling local products and selling Michigan products. And like I said, there are tons of urban farms in Detroit now, just amazing stuff. And she said, well, as far as I know, I don't think they're expecting to have a profit really anytime soon. This is kind of, they wanted to show that a store like this could do well in Detroit like that. And in that way, I think it's a give back store. Okay. Yeah. And that it's, it's really showing that the community in Detroit wants this and wants wants all of these great uh, new energies and new things to come into the city. I think the city's really open to being reborn. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, since it, I feel like we're starting to kind of drift off topic, yeah, I just want to say, uh, does we're anyone have that. anything else regarding this episode that you would like to discuss before we move into kind of more of a general interview? No. All right. I'm good. I, I feel pretty secure on it. Okay. Um, That's good. I talked to him. No, so, no, no, no. Not at all. Sprague, yeah. uh, I want to know more about... Uh, Maya's past with uh, with Sean. So he's an okay. ex- he is an ex cop. Um, I personally believe this isn't confirmed, but I'm pretty sure he's Frank's ex partner, or at the very least, they were close mm-hmm. uh, before he got kicked off the mm-hmm. force. How does someone who is a cop's wife become so <laughs> entrenched in this in this criminal element and no. get addicted to drugs? I mean, it's uh, is Maya an addict? Maya's not an or addict. She's not, she's not an addict, but she's a user. She, yeah, she's a user. Yeah. She partakes. Uh, okay, so I'm going to see... There There are certain aspects of Sean and Maya's history 
that, I mean, even I made up for my character mm. that I kind of keep in my secret place to use, um, especially if, you know, hopefully we go back for season two, knock on wood, and they give me a different background, and then I'll be like, ah, what did I say in public? Yeah. Um, but I do know certain things. Um, we had this we had this fantastic tech advisor named Ira Todd, who <laughs> was an actual detective in Detroit, and just is an amazing guy all around and he would take us on kind of our own character tours of the city and he took me on what he thought was his Maya tour and he and cool. Chris Mundy one of our writers uh, well our creator, creator had yeah. talked about it I ended up going to Southwest Detroit which is there's a lot of cop bars there's a Irish Polish there's a um, that kind of community was there for many many years now a lot of places in Detroit aren't super segregated anymore because people have started to mingle, especially as the urban sprawl has, you know, sprawled out and people have come in to be more focused. Um, but he's, he wanted to take me where young Maya would be because he, he basically was like, I think you grew up with both. I think you grew up with the cop and with the criminal and you made an early choice to go with the cop. Mm -hmm. And so I went to all the cop bars in Detroit, which was pretty amazing with Ira and started talking to a lot of young kids that were just in the academy and talking to other policemen in Detroit. And then Ira was like, and now I think we should go to this strip club because I think you should talk to some of these ladies and see, like, some of these women are really businesswomen and I think that's a side of Maya and I think you should really see that as well. And so we went to this fantastic strip club with a variety of crew members. It was kind of a blast. But I ended up talking to so many incredible women who were coming from so many different walks of life who were so open with their stories. And that is one of the things I will say, uh, another thing about Detroit that was phenomenal about the people. They wanted us to know what their lives were like. Right. They want you to tell their story. Right. And They want you to get it right. You know, and obviously we're telling a very fictional story. Um... So there are certain parts we don't get right, I think, just because we are playing characters. Right. But there are certain things that are real, like, uh, you know, when someone comes knocking on Frank's door about trying to move him, you know, um, because that's a real thing that's going on in Detroit. They want people to move out of their homes. They want to centralize them so that they can get them services earlier. But that also means that people have to leave homes that they've owned for years and years and years and years or family homes or family neighborhoods. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the, the dynamics of the situation are just absolutely wrenching to be honest um but i think personally that maya went down the cop road and in some ways i see maya as kind of an extension of what happened with my character in sons of anarchy with donna yeah donna was trying to get back on the straight and narrow um, and trying to get Opie on the street oh and narrow. Oh my gosh, you and were Donna her and you were shot in the truck. I was. <laughs> I was oh a brunette. <laughs> that just came to me right now that was so upsetting. I was a brunette. Was heartbroken. But there's Sorry, a part of show. Donna, you know, if Donna could have turned around at some part and said, you know what, guys? How about this? Fuck you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, screw you. I'm going to go off and I'm going to do what I want to do now. And I'm going to do what I need for just me and put herself first. And give her kids to her sister. That's kind of, well, and that's a whole nother thing about Maya, but that's, that's kind of where Maya went. You know, I, I've played a lot of women whose main motivation is their family and main motivation is keeping their family together. And Maya terrified me because that wasn't her motivation, but that, that's not the story. Anyway, I feel that the cop thing didn't work out. And uh, she went down the other road of what she knew. 
I yeah. think she grew up with both and yeah. Well, that you can happened. see the cop thing didn't really work out for Sean either. Yeah. No. So it could no. have been like it it, it could have from what you're saying and I'm totally just projecting I could be totally wrong but like maybe you you saw both so you tried the cop thing and it actually just led you right back to the other things so you were like uh Okay, Might as well. well. It, it's all leads back to here. So why don't I get good at here? There is there is no good and bad on this show. Yeah. That's just not the show it is. And that's not the world these people live in. Right. They live Shades in a world of, of gray. gray. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, speaking about yours and, Sh- yours and Sean's relationship. Yeah. Yours and Sean. Yeah, I know. Yours and Sean's. There's it comes. You guys. Um, <laughs> my, my thing is, is your, is, did you give up on him? It's like you're you're last week you gave him drugs. I did. So and even and in that same episode you see James Michael, sorry, you know, telling you that there's like a sober house, it could be, you know, especially yeah. after you guys exchange that flirt, you know. Yeah. Um you but it's 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 almost like like I was waiting for an emotion of some sort of like I've already tried that or whatever, you know. I think I I I personally I think Maya doesn't tell anybody any information they don't need to know. Mm. And you will see more vulnerable sides of her slowly coming out, most definitely in the next couple of episodes, where you really see what's going on and what's been bubbling up this entire time and and come out. But um, she's just not going to give out that kind of information about her emotional state in regards to Sean, especially not to Damon's best friend as great as he is I mean I I think I feel like Maya and Michael have known each other for many many years too that they've all known each other Mm. since like school you don't don't Um, need to say anything but I do think I think Sean's I don't think it would be giving away to say giving away too much to say I think Sean's uh, tried to get clean I think that this is something that's happened back and forth I mean if to anyone who's had a real addict in their life Mm mm-hmm there's a point where not only is it that somebody has to want to get help to get help, but there's also a point where you're when you have to give up a little bit on them to survive. And when you do that, part of your heart dies. And I think that Maya has a very special place in her soul for Sean that's still there. And I don't think she was manipulating him by giving him drugs. I think it was a it was a pity moment. It was a, mm-hmm. you're in absolute pain, and this will get you out of pain, pain even well if said. it's for ten minutes. Hmm. There's right. a saying that I'm familiar with that says, addicts don't have relationships, they take hostages. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Maya is kind of Sean's hostage. She's a lot, she's a hostage to a lot of, of men, it seems like, in different power positions. Whatever those relationships are. Yeah, it's interesting. We I, don't know, because she doesn't tell us. She doesn't give anything away. No, and... I, She's surviving the situation, yeah. um, but Sean has a special. She breaks down a little bit more in front of Sean than she does in front of anyone else, yeah, and I yeah. think you can. I hope. I hope you can see in the performance. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I know. With my, I hold a lot back. I feel but like I she still purpose. loves him in yeah. in a strong way. I mean, or at least that's what I got. I got that she still. Yeah. Loves him, it, not necessarily more than Damon, but in a very, very different way than yeah. one that I think is far more tender and is still is still hurting from how things shook out. Right. I think Sean was the first love of her life, and Damon is her best friend. Hmm. 
Who's going to ask the hot dog question? I am. Okay. Hot dog question. Oh, I it kind of, the, the ramp up to this <laughs> question got kind of spoiled, but Sorry. I'm about to drop an earth-shattering question that the whole fate of the world lies oh. upon your answer to. American or Lafayette? <laughs> okay, this is going to be terrible. Um, so do you know the story about the pilot rap party? No. No, Where, we don't. Tell us. Share this story. Okay. So, the pilot rap party was very generously thrown for us by, uh, I believe, Animal and um, AMC, and it was in uh, a club around the corner from the hotel we were staying in. Great club. We all had a fabulous time. And then we walked home a little tipsy, and... The, uh, so many members of the crew and the cast went running to the American and Lafayette places because they're right next to each other and they're on the way home. And Athena and I both looked and we were like, can we do it? And then we were like, no, we can't do that right now. <laughs> so so you didn't that even... night, I did not have the American or Lafayette experience. And you never went back. I didn't. Oh, I'm a bad, like, I will tell you amazing. You and James but wait, both. Listen, I will tell you that they make this amazing maple bacon bourbon drink at Cliff Bells, which is like, I dream about that drink that at night awesome. now. Um, and, you know, I went to so many fantastic restaurants in Detroit. Mudgies. Mudgies restaurant for uh, the best sandwiches you've ever had. Just absolutely okay. incredible. Okay. But yeah, I didn't Mudgies. have a hot dog. All right, well, Sorry. James is a vegetarian. You just never had it. He's a vegetarian that lives off combos. <sighs> and I hope he's watching. <laughs> because it's true. James' version of vegetarian, he would like go down the line at lunch, and there's all this amazing food because we had this incredible crafty and James would come back with just a big bowl of Caesar salad and literally have all the cheese that was on the entire Caesar salad. Cheese. And just take it all. He's a... Yeah. He's a veggie, but he's like... He's an indulgent veggie. Yeah. Nic- <laughs> Nicola said Lafayette. He yeah. said Lafayette. Well, Nicola knows, you know, he's, really I well. mean, he's from the area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a Costco hot dog girl, personally. Oh. I, hey, the Costco hot dogs and the Costco pizza are two of the greatest American inventions Bar none. Right? Yeah. yeah. Take that traffic light. You know. Well, <laughs> it's an American invention. I think that Costco pizza is better. Cause, traffic light. What was the yeah. traffic light? The traffic light The traffic light and the cotton gin are both American inventions. Oh, thank you. I'm just saying. Historian Matthew. Yeah. Again, surprising me every week. Wow. That was really good. Oh. Exactly. The more you Maya, know. I want Maya, I wanted to ask Sprague you yeah. a question. Um, your hair seems to be getting bigger and bigger. Yes. Um, <laughs> is, this, is this a character development? Um, well, it, in, episode, <laughs> in episode six, you do, uh, she has just, you know, come back with the car at the top of that right. episode. So, and we're cleaning out the car. So that hair level is there. The rest of it, what happened was, it just got really hot in Detroit, like really, really hot. And I have very kind of like flat, not good actressy hair. So they, I have the evolution of my hair pics, and I feel like I should probably post them after this of um, our fantastic hair guy John doing uh, doing how to keep my hair have any sense of body during a twelve hour shoot. We would blow dry it into curlers, leave the curlers, tease it up. Then, like, roll it back into a Downton Abbey kind of thing that I rehearsed in. And then take it out. And it just... 
I think the fear of it sticking to my neck and all kinds of like unhappy places just made it get bigger and bigger. But it is her hair is ballooning. I, out of fear. It, How long is it. your hair? How unhappy I could the places know. be? It's just hot. It was okay. just really hot. I mm. I have noticed particularly how large it's getting. And I'm yeah. kind of like... You did. You said it I'll earlier. I'll just accept it. <laughs> it really funny. Like, I think I'll just accept it, roll with it. Yeah. It's cool. Maybe Maya's confidence rises with her yeah. hair. You know, I don't know. You mine know, does. Hey, <laughs> your hair could be your Samson hair. We've had a discussion on here that uh, Mark Strong's nose is his Samson hair. Like, if you were to cut off his oh, nose... Oh, that would be bad. He'd he have would, no power. He'd have no strength. So maybe your hair is your, actually your Samson hair. Your wow, Mark's hair pretty strong. Hair. He boxed the whole time we were there. Damn. So he, he actually has a boxing back. So Mark he strong is yeah. strong. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he is. He's a he's an absolute class act. Yeah. He's he's very much a classy Brit. Speaking of class acts, I'm gonna totally interrupt you from reading your prepared questions and ask you about Jericho because you okay. worked with Lenny James I on did. that show. I was not a fan. I didn't watch it. I'm sorry, but you are a dork. I'm a huge fan <laughs> of this show. Did you guys become best friends? I'm like picturing you guys texting and tweeting each other. You're on the same set again. I don't know if you have, have had any scenes together. Um, I've been lucky enough to know Lenny about seven or eight years. They did have a scene years. together. Uh, back did. in episode two. It, yeah. We had a scene Forget together in for episode forgetting. two. It was actually very exciting for both of us because it was only the second scene we had ever done together. Because a joke on Jericho was that we only had one scene together. Oh, wow. Um, and I was actually terrified when we had the scene on Jericho. I, I was really young and kind of, like, afraid of him because I thought he was so awesome. Um no, I love Lenny to death. I love his kids. I love his wife. I love his whole family. They're freaking amazing. And Lenny, he's just one of those guys that takes people under his wing mm-hmm. and becomes a family member. That's just who he is. So is he your bro now? He's always been kind of my bro. He's Yeah, he's he's like definitely the older bro. I mean, I, I will say when we did the read-through for episode two... And, you know, before we really knew anything. And he had that moment in the read-through and he's like, yeah, it used to be... I walked out, one of the writers was like, so, what do you think that's going to blow into? Like, do you guys, like, used to make out? And I was like, that is not cool. <laughs> that is not going to happen, and you are not going to write that down. <laughs> no. And he was like, well, I'm like, I'm not kissing my older brother. That's freaking weird. <laughs> so I definitely do have that relationship with him. But he's, you know, he's kind to everybody. He's just, he really is, like, the Good coolest person. person. That's great. Yeah. He's a cool cat. That's kind of interesting to, to see because, I mean, I knew you when you were in Jericho. Yep. Uh, we made those t-shirts. We did. And, um, you know, it must be interesting because, you know, so many actors, I'm sure, I mean, I'm totally making this, this up, but, like, y- you work on something and then you go out and experience these different things. And, and mm-hmm. then to come back, you know, years later and work on something again must be, like, kind of exciting. It was really exciting. I love working with Lenny. I would do it all the time if I could. He is just yeah. a fantastic person to have in your theater troupe, for lack of a better way of putting it, because that's really how our show was. Um, we all just uh, really got along that kind of way, and it was a very supportive group. But also, Jericho was like that. Yeah. They've kept us working. We've all worked for say, them It, it seems the like it's, it's similar type of show. Not, not that the show doesn't yeah. oh, you mean oh, okay. You mean in the group dynamic? Yes. And how well we got along? Yes. yes. Like, yes. it seemed like, that's what, like, I remember you being super pumped about your cast then. Yeah. And, like, knowing you've been on other stuff. You know what I mean? And, and there's, like, a family that was there that seems to be a similar family of what this show That's is. definitely true. On Jericho, everybody took care of each other. And um, 
you know, we still check in some, you know, some people are really, really close, but we all still seem to check in with each other. And many of the writers and producers on that show have kept me working. Thank you guys. Uh, but so, yeah, it was really exciting. I actually called Lenny when I first got the job and I was like, I'm on your show. And he was like, okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, he likes, he just, you know, he likes to make fun of me. He's pretty great. Yeah. Well, do you have a, a favorite moment uh, over the course of shooting, or like a favorite scene, or just like a favorite day? Um, yes, but my, I can't tell you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can say without saying. I mean, I I know next week is the Emmys, and I I hope people will still be able to tune in. You know, at least DVR for episode seven because episode seven is truly <laughs> spectacular. And there's a scene that I have in there where Maya, she really starts. You actually start to know who she is. And that was probably one of the hardest and one of the best scenes I had. I mean, it was, we had a really, uh, Catherine Hardwick was directing and. Oh, wow. She was really great and likes, she also likes to move very fast, but she does it with a lot of confidence. And we did my side of that scene and she was just like, okay, good, you're ready to go. Like, that was one take. And I was like, are you, are you, are you sure? <laughs> I don't know, shouldn't we do it again? And we ended up doing it one more time, but she was totally right. It was just kind of one of those magical moments where that also only really happen if you're confident enough in your work because the people around you are being supportive. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I don't want to tell you what happens though. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll be, Emmys or not, we'll be here. Um, and and, we'll be and here slapping each other was fun. We had fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> that was sure. good. Sweet. <laughs> All right. You have any more questions? Um, one other thing that I kind of like, I feel like we might know that it might kind of be a rhetorical question, but not really. But you know, we know survival is Maya's drive. But I think yeah, you think it, it, it is survival, or is there something else? You know, like like clearly you're not like trying to do this stuff to like you know be a better mom. You know what I mean? Like clearly you're you, like there's there's not like a. I think that mom thing's a little bit more complicated, and you will find out that it's more complicated along the way. Okay. Okay. Um, Can I ask one question about that? And it's just a simple yes or no. Did she? Yes. Did she want to be a mom? Do you think she wanted to be a mom? Ooh. I'm gonna reserve the right to not answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I, I actually think that that's leading. It's just too much information regarding that relationship as well. Okay. I mean, I do think... One of the things that I think is very interesting that I don't know if people are noticing is actually how old her kids are. Um, oh, yeah. They're not old. No. They're pretty young, which means... Who's whatever right? happened with Sean did not happen that long ago. Okay. Right. So that's also very interesting. Well, and yeah, his name's still on the deed of the place. Like, it's, it seems... That's what made and me that think. Actually, so it's, deep it's, with Damon. it's not his name. It's her name. It's Maya's bar. Yeah. His name got got taken off the list. That that was part of the scene. Can I interrupt Uh, for a second? And Marissa asked to turn the AC down because I can't feel my hands. (laughs) Okay. So cold. Just had to get this. Um, But I'm sorry. You had another question about survival. I think... I think Maya (laughs) went through a really, really, really rough time with Sean. I think she had a really, really rough time in her early kind of, I'm probably want to say 20s, mid-20s. And her response is to have a really great time now and do what she wants. And it is 
so much fun to play, I can't even tell yeah. you. Because so many strong women characters that you play, um, and they're great too. I think it's fantastic to have great role models as characters as well. But, you know, they're always trying to right the wrongs and um, right. be better and protect their families. I mean, even Olivia on 24, I was really, I was, you know, avenging my brother. It was a whole yeah. different thing. It, it, There's always that motivation of family. And when actually originally, I think I can say this, during the pilot that we took pictures with me and a different uh, ex-husband and... Uh, I was supposed to have my kids with me. They were supposed to live with me and Damon. Mm. Hmm. And when we got picked up, Chris called me, our creator, and we had a conversation about Maya's new backstory. And he was like, oh, yeah, you don't have your kids anymore. And I was like, what? what? Mm -hmm. And he goes, yeah, um, they're at your sister's. I'm not going to get into the specifics of why, but they're not in your life. And I was like, it's getting in the back of my big priority. He's like, not that we see. Doesn't mean it's not happening, but it's not that we see. And so I really had to reevaluate how I was playing her. It was a completely yeah. big change. And it was actually kind of terrifying because I'd always played these characters that were motivated by family and was something I really understood. So I had to really figure out a new way to play Maya and where she was coming from. So that was it's pretty awesome, though. I love that there's a woman out there that's having... A great time. And we and need to support hers. you yeah. and, and make sure that we tell our friends to watch the show because I really want to see a season two. Yes, me too. And I want to keep you employed, but I really just want to watch it <laughs> Thank too. you. I want to be employed too. Yeah, I, love to, I just want to make sure there's... We're only halfway through and I'm starting to have anxiety about an ending. It does yeah. end fantastic. Oh, I will good. tell you that. Wait, it so... It is time a killer out. ending. All right, maybe I can just let it go. What? No, still, she's not letting it go. It's 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 with that motivation. So so her motivation or her drive is just to have a good time. You think? No, it's not to have a good time. It's that um, you know, because that's, her life. I in my mind, though, this may also change because what happens when you're on a television show is that you're only given a certain amount of information about characters most of the time. I can't speak for every show, but that you slowly find out new information about your character as episodes come in and that you have to evolve with that information. It used to drive me crazy because I always used to think, oh, I need to know everything. But Lenny James, a very good Lenny quote is, no, I don't want to know. It makes me a better liar. Hmm. Which is really fantastic. And I personally think Maya has been through massive amounts of pain, specifically with the Sean situation. I think that there are layers to peel back in that relationship that are just going to get hinted on in future with this show, um, at least for right now. But I think that there's some seriously intense, intense shit there. I and have to say that you play it very I, well. Oh, thank like you. you. Like, it's Maya cool. looks... Like, she's just been through it all. Yeah. But she's still beautiful, but she looks tired. I mean, the way that you play it, I don't know how you convey that emotionality, what your secrets are, oh, but you're you. doing it well. Well, thank you. Because yeah. I, I do think that that's part of her. So I think, I, I, I don't think her motivation is to have a good time, but I think her motivation is freedom on a certain level. Mm. That makes sense. And I'm I'm totally okay with that. And I think it's actually fantastic because on other shows, when your motivation is to constantly take care of other people, you get shot in the head. It's exhausting. Yeah. Which was still a great death scene. And I love that job. And I love Donna. And I thought it was a great 
Right. I actually thought it was an important way for her to go story wise. Yeah. But I love that Maya's fighting for herself, but she's also fighting for her freedom. Because I don't think she was ever given it as a young person. I think she was forced. I think she grew up in a neighborhood where she was expected to act a certain way. She could have gone cop. She could have gone criminal. Didn't really matter, though. She ended up going cop. Didn't work out. Now she's criminal. But it's a different relationship than probably the one she had with Sean. Totally. Yeah. Because Damon and Maya are equals. And they're partners. Yeah. And I think Sean may have been maybe more absent. Yeah, or maybe uh, you know an older kind of mentor figure. I don't, I don't know actually. Yeah. I okay. mean, I think yeah. that's something we'll figure out along the way. I think Maya was definitely much younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. All right. Uh, so does we, that kind of answer it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, uh, I love Maya. I could talk about her all day. No, well, because I do like <laughs> you go to motivation. Like with a woman, you you tend to go to motivation. Where is it? Is it is it family? Is it children? Is it supporting the family? Like you you go to all that, but then with the bar, with the I think, it's just it's a complicated. I think with I think with women and men, and this has always been some a way that I I saw the world, and I could be a hundred percent wrong on this, but I feel like when we're young. We're taught as women to take care of the world around us first so that then we can take care of ourselves and that men are taught to take care of themselves first so then they can take care of the world around them. Hmm. And Maya is taking care of the people in her group, but she's also always taking care of herself at the same time. Nobody comes before her. Unapologetically. Unapologetically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I love about her. That's great. Yeah, she's strong. Um, unfortunately, we're running out yeah. of time, yeah, so uh, I'm just going to launch <laughs> into predictions. Thank you so much, Fred. And now, oh my God. After Buzz TV <laughs> predictions. Okay, Oriana Leo, what do you think's happening next week? Oh my gosh! I always forget as soon as you ask me like everything that I thought was going to happen. So I'm just flies pers- out the window. Yeah, like the fly we have in our studio. I just say don't n- pass me because I can't. I'm just I don't know. Okay. It's just going to keep getting better, and I'm going to get more and more nervous, clenching my pen and biting the tip because it's so exciting. Okay, Steph Z. I think um I think we're going to find out more. I feel like. The puzzle that I was trying to put together in the beginning, that's what's spinning in my head, that there's this more intertwinedness, like the, the blurriness, we're coming a little bit clearer. Yeah. Um, clearly, we're going to find out more about Maya. I, I predict that next Sunday night, when you're all watching Low Winter Sun and not the Emmys, you're going to see Sprague Grade and do some amazing acting. That's what yeah. I predict. What's the, Let's hope so. What's, <laughs> sorry, but this is a stupid aside, but like, what's the point in watching award shows in the age of Twitter and YouTube? Because I can watch any funny bit from the opening after the show, and if I want to know anyone who won, someone will tweet it or post it online. Well, you're not getting invited to the to Emmys see now. the outfits? You know what? I don't need to get invited <laughs> to the Emmys, okay? Because I'll be at home watching Low Winter Sun and watching all the actors kick some butt. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to see at least three big scenes next week. We're going to get a sh- another great verbal smackdown between Frank and Joe uh, over the Katya situation and just how much did Joe have planned? <laughs> there is a fly in here. <laughs> a um, big one. Wait, you think Frank is actually going to tell Joe that he went and found Katya? Oh, totally. Or th- <gasps> well, you saw it in the in the in the thing. He pulls a gun on Joe. Yeah, again. Yeah, but I feel like that's. 
because he knows he was set up. I don't think that he's going to let him know how he knows oh, he no, was no. set up. I don't think he's going to – he might not admit that he actually found her. But right. that it, I know you set me up and that I was a mark. Yes. Yeah. I don't think he's going to go yeah. to the like, I walked down the street and, and talked to her and followed her. And I thought we're, she was really going to leave with we're, me. We're, we're doing the best Mark Strong impressions. It's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, I think, I think Mark would be appreciative. We've got uh, an awesome scene coming with Maya. And then we've also got uh, Damon's going to get brought into the station. He's going to get interrogated. Mm. I think that's going to be rad. I, remember I think Danny's going to find more information out, too. Yes, and also I remember Danny, but also um, the dribbler, Smarmalade. Yeah. He's going to have to come back in, IA, and, and drop a bombshell. Who's Smarmalade? Uh, it's a Boyd. 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 He's oh, so, David? Yeah. <laughs> he's so smarmy that it's so thick you could just spread it on toast. Yeah. yeah. You know, Smarmalade. He's so good. Yeah. yeah. He's fantastic. Okay. Um, I just want to thank you again, Sprig, for coming yeah, in. You thank are you. Amazing, amazing guest. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yay. Um, and uh, uh, It was fun. Where can, where can the people find you? Where can the people find you? Where me? can the people find you? Um, I well, I'm on Twitter okay. at Sprague G. I don't I don't write enough, but I've been working on it, writing more. Cool. Um, and I like to put up pictures of my dog, so that's cool. All right. And random things I come across in America, like chocolate covered bacon. All right. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Steph Z, where can the people find you? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I A M S T E F Z. Okay. Is that how Shai spelled it? You can spell At it. S P R A G U E G. Word. Okay. Word. Word. Uh, uh, my name is Oriana Leo, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Oriana Leo or my blog, BeTheBestGuest.com. Okay, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M A T T L I E B E R M A N. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on the Breaking Bad, Under the Dome, Sons of Anarchy, and Marvel's oh. Agents of Shield. Oh my after how is that premiere? Uh, it was pretty crazy. epic. Yeah. Yeah, it was epic. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you From a second. We're hoping to get it. Exec- uh, From Bing.com, n- executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 